The Three Down Greencast is brought to you by the Pile of Bones Brewing Company. Home delivery available in Regina at sassbeerdelivery.ca. Wear your fucking mask. Welcome to the Three Down Greencast, the internet's only Sergio Castillo <laughs> podcast. <laughs> that gas, that is a really good Sergio. Like, like I am impressed. Your Sergios have come a long way since we started doing this together. I mean, I've certainly had a lot of practice. That's Having fair. Basically, we'll get into it a little bit. Basically, he is your son. He is basically my stepson. As this started before, <laughs> before we really started doing this podcast, your love for Sergio was already in full bloom, and I've just kind of adopted it alongside you, essentially at this point. So that that's fair. When I came from the other the other podcast that uh, comes that rhymes with shoe and hout. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we will, of course, talk about the uh, scorching start that Sergio Castillo has yes. had with the New York Jets, which is really the only reason to watch the New York Jets, unless you are a sucker it's, for punishment. Or or unless, as you, uh, if you're me, my recent discovery that my Apple TV, mm-hmm. and I am by no means an Apple fanboy, I just happen to have a couple Apple TVs, yeah. can do four games at once on the screen on Sunday so it's like you can have your red zone and then three other games and I am not ashamed to admit that every Sunday since I've discovered this I have in fact had the Jets game on just to watch my boy Sergio and I watch Monday Night Football just to watch my boy Sergio I mean we don't want to get into this too much because we do want to actually talk about him a little bit later but yeah in that scenario that's entirely fair because you I mean at least maybe not the Monday Night Football but during, you know, the Sunday to at least have that ability to watch other games and not fully concentrate on everything that is the New York Jets. And uh, we're also going to get into uh, CFL, Grey Cup, Unite Week, whatever they're calling it. And that's, uh, we're basically in this episode, we're going to go from the highs of John Fraser to the lows of John Fraser. Is I'm just going to take a back seat and drink a beer. That's that's fair. We are going on a real emo- <laughs> we we are really going on a real emotional lo- roller coaster on this one. We're going to end with some like unbridled Fraser rage and start with like my man crush on Sergio that has been building since the day that he came off the Bombers practice roster and split the uprights for a terrible bomber team many years ago, and he has a fun name. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of roller coasters, the America election is finally done, and we're not going to we're not going to get into the politics of that because or is it Joel? It's done, and so or is it? I think you've all seen enough in your timelines <laughs> and everything for the last little while. Um, where were we to quote uh, the Nevada guy, the Nevada elections official, when that crazy guy came out? Did you see oh, that yeah, video? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that <laughs> just completely great, ignores like... him. He's like. So where were we? Yeah, no, what was your question again? <laughs> like, this guy just comes on yelling and like, to, to crazy Nevada barbecue t-shirt guy, at least he was wearing a mask. Like, not kind of, properly. Kind of, he was, he was kind of wearing a mask, yes. It was, it was, it was kind of there, so. Regardless, the whole thing ended in spectacular fashion. I do mean spectacular fashion with uh, Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, <laughs> doing a press conference at Four Seasons Total Landscaping, as I'm sure you know by now. And this has been, I think it's really just the perfect end to this election, this American election, just on, on so many different levels because of just how absurd and weird yes, the whole thing just feels. And personally, I the only thing I really want to take out of everything that's happened here, I know, John, that you've been obsessed with everything 
Yes. Four seasons total landscaping. I, I really have been. I've been like searching Reddit and Twitter and you sent me a link to a shirt mm-hmm. that has gritty riding a lot riding mower with four seasons total landscaping on it. It's 50 bucks Canadian and I am still strongly considering <laughs> buying it. It is it was such an ill-advised purchase. But I I'm mean, like, Christmas is coming, right? And you know what? At my new job at, at Enns Toyota, I actually do receive a Christmas bonus. So uh, maybe I can justify it that way. Maybe. Maybe. Through UPS 5, it is time to get a gritty riding a motor <laughs> shirt. Regardless, what I find really interesting about this is how basically this company has hit the jackpot. They are now probably, they are without a doubt now the most popular landscaping company in the world. <laughs> Certainly. And, oh, by a mile. And Because, I, I mean... You would normally think in this scenario, when something affiliated with Trump attaches itself to a business, it's probably going to go fairly poorly for them. Yes, it the Trump, does, yes, the right. Trump army will be very excited and they will support that business, but everyone else that hates him will just pile drive this business into the ground. Yeah. Instead, in a rare moment of American unity, it seems like everyone is on board with Four Seasons Total Landscaping. Right. And there is proof because yes, they have essentially gone from being a landscaping company to being a merch company at this point, which I don't blame them. One, oh, I, I, I don't blame them at all. Hot, Strike while sure. they're in hot, absolutely. And there's proof that the Democrats and the people who do not like Trump haven't been haven't been you know ignoring this business is because they had a release of masks on their website to sell, yes. and they sold out in like a day. And Republicans aren't selling out masks in a day. Sorry. So No, it's true. I think it's pretty obvious that this whole thing is working out and it's spectacular and just just good for them. Oh, and 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 again, I now rather than just admiring the shirt link that you've sent me, I realized that it would go to putting money into Democrats' pockets to help win the Senate by election. So Joel, this might be happening live on the podcast tonight. <laughs> that's that's just amazing. And you know, I really want to give them credit for their name, too. If we can talk about that for a second, because I was thinking about this earlier today. We're going to talk about Four Seasons Total Landscaping. When they went through the different phases of this, was there ever a point where they were just like, you know what, Four Seasons Landscaping just isn't enough. Like, will people think that we're just partial landscapers, or are we full landscapers? So, is, like, is there a Four Seasons Partial Landscaping out there, or Four Seasons Kind of Landscaping out there? Instead, they're like, no, we're going to make sure we are clear and concise that we are the total landscaping company. You almost had to wonder if that was like some sort of like legalese that you have to separate yourself from the Four Seasons Hotel by a certain degree. It's like like you have to be two words away from Four Seasons. I don't know. It's just it, it is really weird that it's total landscaping. Um However, speaking of total landscaping, I do love the fact that it is directly beside an adult video store. Like, you I mean, the whole I... the whole thing is amazing. It's in like the random, like the random industrial area that every city on at least in North America has, with just the most random businesses side by side that you would never expect to be there. Because I think there's like a baseball facility. There's a crematorium, a crematorium, and of course the adult fun superstore, basically. Well, well, the thing that I laugh at is, like, you and I have both done news. Yeah. And there are some times you get the media release and you roll your eyes and go, that is a dumb location to have a news uh, presser. 
you just go this this makes no sense like i'll never forget when rob norris announced his camp again i was out of the media by then but rob norris announced he was running for mayor of saskatoon he did it outside the cave restaurant on 8th street while 8th street was undergoing spectacular amounts of construction and there was even subtle shade by the ckom reporter who put that in their story that we couldn't <laughs> hear him and i loved it because there has been the odd time you've like shown up to a, a, a presser and been like what the hell? I'll never forget when I was working in Lloydminster, they did this They did this thing where, like, the mayor and a couple members of parliament, a provincial, like, they were all supposed to score a goal at, like, this news conference. And every time they scored a goal, they were giving $10,000 to some charity fund. Well, it was literally guys in suits on a cleaned rink shooting to an empty net with a wrong-handed stick. One of them missed from the hash marks, and they're like, yeah, whatever, who cares? Like, it was the most, like, frivolous bullshit I've ever seen in my life. And I was, I, I saw the call for a landscaping company, and I'm like, yeah, I bet you every reporter there went, are you shitting me? Because we've all, everybody that's in news has stories <laughs> like that, right? Like, you yeah. just, you show up, you're like, why am I here? This is dumb. And and I don't know, Joel, if you ever got to – did you ever get the full Hockey Canada experience with a newser? Did you ever have to do a Hockey Canada newser during your time uh, in, in news radio? Not that I can remember. Nothing really stands out, no. Oh, my God. Hockey Canada news conferences are the world's biggest circle jerk. It is Dutch rudder after Dutch rudder after Dutch rudder. It's like – you know, as a news news guy, you're there to get the local spin. You want to do one interview because you're in the radio and they have seven different people talking and it's always about nothing. It was like you're not announcing the World Juniors and they build it up like they're announcing the World Juniors. And instead, they're announcing that they're holding some BS $300 a plate award dinner here in Saskatoon. And you got to haul your ass the ACT arena in the middle of a friggin' snowstorm to listen to a whole bunch of people Dutch rudder each other while you roll your eyes in the back to get 30 seconds of usable audio. Maybe that's why I don't remember, because I don't think I'd ever have to go to something like that. <laughs> that's fair it was, me, it was me and a cameraman from global who went i don't know what any of this is can you ask all the questions and i went yeah sure whatever you're a good dude this was near but so so again this four seasons total like i want a documentary on how this i would listen to a two-hour podcast interviewing everybody involved with this decision and how it came I... about at the follow like I cannot get enough of this because this I, is just I, I, I will I will say this if the way COVID is going, we're headed towards another lockdown and right. car dealerships are forced to close for a little while. Mm -hmm. I think you should just do that podcast. I think you should do the research and get it done. Right, right. But I got to work on my documentary po <clears throat> documentary podcast voice. All right. <clears throat> and um, for season total landscaping, they decided to take on the news conference. And then you have like BG of like machines working. Yeah. I heard the Trump campaign want to come down here and they want to do the thing. And I was surprised at first, but I thought it'd be pretty neat. There we go. But I need more background music. That's, that's the essential part of a documentary podcast is unnecessary background noise. Lots mm -hmm. of SOT. Yeah. The other thing that may require a, since we're talking about conspiracies as after the, the Trump campaign and everything, they're currently saying about the American election um, there could be another conspiracy coming down the line here a little bit as the CFL draft, the rules were announced recently, 
where they're going to have a basically a lottery for to determine the exact order and i'm like all this makes sense this all makes sense yeah why wouldn't you do that and then it hit me this thing's gonna be rigged (laughs) and so i had to get to the bottom of it and i've been thinking about it and so i've uh, written a piece for three down nation of course the Mm -hmm. website which hosts this podcast still for some reason yeah, I haven't figured that out yet. I, I think I don't, I don't think anyone on the site actually listens to us, so that's probably why. Uh, no, I think I think Haji and Josh Smith used to. Maybe don't, I don't know. Don't know if they do anymore. I wouldn't blame but them it, if they didn't. At one point, Josh Smith used to tweet about our often Josh Smith references. Yes, the unofficial third host of this show, Who, who's never been on the program, but still, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. He hasn't done that in a while. We've still been sliding in lots of Josh Smith references. So we, have uh, we are maybe now. He's just, he's just over we, it. We got to be more subtle with it. Maybe. I don't know. Fair. But we've also been. So now our listener base has gone from my sister, Haji, Josh Smith, and maybe your wife. No, she doesn't. Listen. To my si- So we now have a listener. We now have my sister. Leah, I hope the town of Atacokan is. I hope you're clerking it well today. Are you listening? <laughs> Absolutely. You Absolutely. Regardless, that well. the CFL draft lottery is, of course, going to be rigged as every good draft lottery is. And um, was an envelope, Patrick, to the Knicks. Yes, that was All the first one that this. came to mind for a lot of people when we when I started talking about writing this piece. A uh, friend of the show, Dan Plaster, wanted me to make that connection. I was like, eh, I don't really know. Actually, I think Justin Dunk was on that one as well. And I was like, is there a player really at that level? And they're like, well, no, not really. But... There will be the piece coming where every where I have come up with the scenario for every single team as to why it'll be rigged in their favor. And my favorite one, I'm not going to get rid of the whole, you know, I'm going to do the little tease where here's a little bit of it. Find out the rest on 3downnation.com whenever Dunk gets around to posting it. And my favorite the favorite, my favorite conspiracy I probably came up with as, as, to, as to why the Hamilton Tiger Cats will be named the winners of the CFL Draft Lottery and win the first overall selection. Though there was an argument to be made that you actually want to lose the draft lottery and pick ninth and 10th, but regardless. In a normal world where you would like to pick first in, this, in a draft, the Hamilton Tiger Cats win this draft because of Tim Hortons. Why Tim Hortons, you say? Simply, no one gives a crap about their shitty coffee anymore. Well, of course, Tim Hortons is a big sponsor of the CFL and a big sponsor of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, so they will use that sway and pull that sway to make sure that the Tiger Cats pick first overall to ensure that their brand will be associated with something good for a change. Will mm-hmm. this do anything? No, of course not. Why would it? <laughs> I mean, they could try making their coffee a good, good again one day, but I mean, that's, that's just crazy talk. Hey, 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 make the coffee great again. Boom. There you go. Republican party of Canada. There's your slogan, which is apparently tr- might kind of maybe sort of becoming a real thing. Yeah, yeah, I sent you the video. Uh, all yeah. I know is the video I sent you from the Republican Party of Canada had Eye of the Tiger and a star wipe in it. It is the year 2020 and somebody used a star wipe, and that's the biggest reason I sent it to you. And probably not, they probably didn't use it ironically like most people would now. No, no, it was like, like I almost feel like I don't want to give them press, <laughs> but I want to tweet it out because it's just like, like, I'm big on the unintentional comedy scale. And this is like pure unintentional comedy. Like it is it is it is fantastic. But yes, do go on for the make coffee great again, Tim Hortons. 
Yes, so of course every other team has reasons why it'll be rigged in their favor. Um, So watch for the peace soon. The truth will be known soon. Don't you worry. And unlike Donald Trump in this case, there will be evidence. (laughs) You mean not just an old man screaming at a cloud. I I would love to see... See... (sighs) I think you are right. I would rather lose this draft lottery yes. because the, the, the weirdness of the CFL draft, because it is going to be a snake draft like your fantasy football leagues, mm-hmm. you're almost better off to pick like at ninth and at 10th. Yeah. I, I, I actually make, I actually make it in the Calgary section of the piece. I make the joke where I say in unrelated news, John Huffnagel trades the first and 18th selections to picks ninth and 10th and takes the best two players in the draft. Oh, oh, 100%. <laughs> I mean, that's that's always what happens. Or or we could say the two players least likely to become RCMP officers by the time three years is up. Because that's the CFL draft. I mean, it's right. going to be very NCAA heavy this year, and the talent down there is getting pretty good. So I think, so I, I do think overall, the Canadian talent in this league is going to start to improve. Thanks to just the way the game's going up here and the way it is, the players are progressing down there, which is very important. Well, well, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there are like it used to be like a one off for Canadians going down to the NCAA. And now we have Canadians that are making an impact in the NFL, as, of course, you being a Steelers guy and me being a fantasy football guy and having Chase Claypool like and even a little shout out, little shout out here too, uh, Saskatoon's own Leaf Magnuson mm-hmm. uh, recording this on a Wednesday. Don't know if he's going to play for Arizona, but. There's the son of a former CFLer, Quinn Magnuson. Pretty good guy. I've met Quinn and I. I've had a couple drinks together. Really good guy. Uh, And Leaf, there again, like now it's like that used to be like national football news. Guy goes down to the the NCAA. We're going to follow his career. Now it's like, oh, yeah, another guy from Saskatoon went down to the NC2A. Yeah. Well, there's so many of them now. There's so many of them down there now. You're learning about new Canadians down there every week. Oh, 100 percent. And and you're right. That's going to benefit the CFL in the long term. And I think a big part of that is we continue to see, you know, athletes here in Canada as as hockey becomes more of a rich white douchebag sport shift away from playing it to other sports like football where you don't need to spend a thousand dollars to have your five year old play it. Instead, it's a hundred and he gets a cool T-shirt. Yes, absolutely. Spoken from experience here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's a sport where, like, once you get into the contact version of it, the equipment is provided. Yes. I mean, you need cleats and a can. And even then, a can's <laughs> optional. A lot of guys don't wear them in football. So. <laughs> I, I couldn't imagine. I always want the boys protected. Unless I was a kicker. Like, like, like I'm not going to lie. Uh, speaking of no cans and kickers. We'll get to that in a second. We have some okay, other cans. Good, we have some I other cans. Serg- I, I know you talk do. About Sergio's moose knuckle. I know, but we have some other cans to talk about first. <laughs> okay. And as usual, of course, on this podcast, uh, we love to uh, drink good beer, not shitty beer, good local beer, or at least localish sometimes. Right. So as usual, John, uh, what's in the glass this week? Well, uh, in the glass this week is a local-ish. But another uh, friend of our Saskatoon men's Bonspiel team, that is uh, Parallel 49's Trash Panda. Uh, it now comes like the downside, I would say, of local beers is that it comes in the four four pack of tall boys 
uh, for the most part, right? Um, most of Pile of Bones and Rebellion's product, kind of the two you and I lean to mostly, comes in the four pack of Tall Boys. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, I'm all about you know tasting the beer and enjoying it and sipping it, and <laughs> y- you know I well quite although, quite quite, fa- quite quickly though. Oh yes. Oh no. I drink like <laughs> anybody that knows me has seen me put down. It's like oh John. I, okay, I'm ready for another round, but. Uh, I do like the fact that they are in, uh, which is funny because I have already had one of the two cans as we've been speaking on this podcast and we'll probably at some point have to get up for a third, which is much harder now with my new setup, but I will still find a way to make it happen. Uh, yes, having some Trash Panda, it is a hazy IPA, now in a fun six-pack uh, from Parallel 49, another friend of the podcast. Uh, again, normally like to spend my dollars local, but I think I canceled that out by making sure I had a 40-pounder of Lucky Bastard, and I do have a gift card coming my way from the one and only Fake Gainer from some voice work I did for him. Well, la-dee-da. That's right. So I <laughs> go out and buy more local product on Fake Gainer's dime, and uh, I now, Joel, this is, the, this is like the highlight of my career. This is something I've been questing for for like eight years. I am like one of two people that knows the identity of Fake Gainer. I know two people that have met him. One's, well, I guess you haven't met him, so you know him. I know someone else who has actually met him, so. Is that Devin Haru? It is not, so I guess that's three people then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Devin Haru, so this is a fun story. Devin Haru of CBC National was heading back to, I believe, either Saskatoon or Moose Jaw after a Ryder game before, you know, he became the, you know, Mr. Sports at the CBC. Mm -hmm. And he, and there was some guy pulled over with a flat tire. And Devin, being the gem that he is, pulls over to help this guy out with a flat hey, tire. CBC gem? <laughs> well played. I didn't even try to set you up for that. That was a good one. Um, so he pulls over. I guess BSing with this guy. Turns out that man was fake gainer. Helped him with his tire. True huh. story. What do you know? Mm-hmm. For me, I am sticking with the hashtag sponsor beer of the podcast. I have a perfectly delicious and amazing as always can of Pile of Bones Red Ale. Oh, it is so good right now. It is one of it is sneakily probably one of their best beers. It's one yep. where you kind of go away for it every once in a while and you come back to it and you're just like, damn, that's good. Like you take that red, you take like a lot of ambers you see on the market, like a lot of ambers, they're all very good for the most part, a lot of them. Right. But it just got a, it's got a little bit of an extra kick to it that just adds a little bit. It's a little it bit really maltier, does. a little bit hoppier, and it just just takes it up a little bit of a notch and that's what i love about it and if you have the patience sit on it for three or four months and it gets even better i don't have my patience but but i can tell you i I know you don't i i got the um and and you're right on the amber ale i know rebellion makes a good amber Mm -hmm. but the pile of bones amber is just another level i got uh pile of bones is now making a nice mixer pack of the Mm -hmm. tall boys and grabbed that not too long ago, and I remember I texted you that night going, like, wow, <laughs> yeah. the amber's on point right now. So uh, I, I like amber ales because I find, like, I remember myself, my journey to craft beer started, and you're going to laugh, of all things, with Rickard's Red. A lot of people have started down. I mean, it was owned by Molson, so it wasn't really, but it opened the door to trying something other than whatever he used to drink all the time, right? Well, and, and that, that was exactly it. Yeah. I was, I was a, like, you know, when you're 16, 17, you're uh, Molson Canadian, Molson Canadian, you start turning 20, you try, oh, 
this red is good. And by the next thing you know, you're 34 and drinking double IPAs and almost drinking nothing but uh, local beer. And God bless Saskatchewan for all of that. So, no, yes, the and, amber- and, I, and I would like to add right now with the way things are going. It is more important than ever to please support yes. your local businesses, whether whatever you're into, whatever your jam is, whatever your vice is, whether it's beer, coffee. I've been getting all my coffee from Calibre there down here in mm-hmm. Regina recently. Amazing stuff. Uh, 33 and a third also in Regina. I'm sure there's Rampage. I'm sure there's other stuff in Saskatoon that I don't know a whole lot about in terms of coffee up there. Bread. Uh, Broadway Broadway Roastery is always really good. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I know there's another one. It's on the top of my tongue. I, I, I can't think of it right now. But yes, go local while you can. Bread, um, baked goods, food, grocery, you know, whatever kind of your jam is, odds are there is someone doing it locally and you should try to spend, maybe not, you don't need to spend all of your money there right now, but just every little bit for them helps. And I can tell you that I know these people are hurting right now and it's tough and it's only going to get tougher, especially, you know, we, they might get a bit of a bump heading into the Christmas season here, but after that, this January, February, March is going to be really tough for a lot of people. So every dollar you can, even if you just, even if you say, you know what, I'm just going to buy gift cards to all these places and give them out as presents yep. this year, that would just go a long way to help a lot of people this year. Because you know what, the big guys doing the big things, sure their yep. profits will be down, but they'll be fine. Well, and and, and I want to give a couple Saskatoon centric shout outs. I know. Yep. Um, Nine Mile, another place that has treated you and I really, really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a sponsor of this podcast, but a place that we've gone, sampled some beers, and I know Adam Wolf and, and a bunch of the guys there here in Saskatoon, they're now canning their beers. Those should be on shelves quick, so if you don't want to head down to the brewery, uh, I know it's in downtown Saskatoon. It's a bit of a pain to get downtown right now. You are going to see cans right away from Nine Mile. And uh, you mentioned, like, like, if you are thinking to yourself, I want to bring donuts into my team, Mm-hmm. Don't waste your money on Tim Hortons. No. Don't waste your money on McDonald's. Don't even pick them up at Sobeys. Nutana Bakery here in Saskatoon. You will never have a better baked good than that. They're doing. If they've they've been very COVID cautious. Uh, you can just walk in the bakery right now. It's a very small space, but you can call them. Hey, you got some donuts? You can pre-order. Um, again, as well, I know, or it's going to be, Con- it's actually Connor's birthday tomorrow. Uh, we're going to be picking him up some Crave Cupcakes, also a local joint here in Saskatoon. But uh, yeah, like Joel said, like, let's go all in on the local. You know, you think you're going to order something. Don't order from the franchises. Uh, I know one of my very favorite bands, the Arkells, uh, they they had a new song of theirs actually playing uh, that's not released yet, but it's playing, I believe, at the Capitol here in Saskatoon and Amigos. Just go support local. Like Joel said, Joel hit the nail on the head. Support these guys. Support the small businesses. Support local. Let's go here. Buy gift cards. Like You got a gift exchange coming up. 25 bucks at nine miles. going to go a long way. Absolutely. Speaking of going a long way, Sergio Castillo. Sergio has been my going boy. A, he's been going a long way lately, including fifty yes. yarder, fifty yarder against the New England Patriots in a loss. But regardless, a fifty yarder in the NFL. So and uh, you know what's so you know what's on a, on a sort of different level. What I appreciate about Sergio right now is that he's not only getting love from CFL fans, and of course one John right. Fraser, he's also getting love from X, the XFL and their fans for his brief stay there where he became an overnight sensation after chugging some seltzer after a game. In, the, in that video, and I looked and went, hmm. <laughs> I don't play on the same, I wouldn't, you know, I don't 
play for the same team. You know, I'm not a guy that's, uh, you know, going after the same kind of teammate. I go after the other kind of teammates, as evidenced by having a wife and two kids. But damn, Sergio. This guy's packing some heat, and I ain't talking about those 50-yarders. So look up the Seltzer video, and when you know, <laughs> you know. This is from a guy that's watched that <laughs> Seltzer video way too many times that I can tell you exactly what Sergio's dick looks like. And regardless, um, <laughs> that, is that the most off the rails we've ever been? It's quite possible. It's quite possible. <laughs> it's very quite possible. I knew I threw you, I knew I threw you off with the dick video stuff. <laughs> and regardless, I mean, Sergio is, he's just kicking it really hard right now. And what he's doing in the NFL hard is the exact straight Joel. Exactly. Um, is actually quite impressive. Oh, absolutely. He's only had one field goal unsuccessful, and that was because it was blocked. So that wasn't even really right. his fault. Um, other- yes, that they put that on the kicker. Yeah. Otherwise, his he's perfect. He's at about I think about eighty-seven percent or whatever it is right now, based on all his kicks, and it's great to see. And uh, it just led to you know a lot of people saying the more CFL kickers should get more chances in the NFL because they've been so successful the last while. And I mean, really, this isn't really my moment. This is John. This is your moment. I know that. I mean, it's too bad it's with the New York Jets and not with a team of consequence. But I guess on the, the plus side of him being with the New York Jets is they're so awful at everything else that this gives us a reason to celebrate something around them. It gives us a reason to pay attention to the Jets to some degree. So, I mean, I guess it makes him the superstar of the New York Jets, at least. So, I mean, if you're going to if he, if he has to go to a bad go down the NFL and play for a bad team, at least play for the absolute worst team so that he stands out in a crowd. Well, and that's it. And, and, and the only the only downside is that I don't think we're ever going to see Sergio come back to the CFL because now he has had consistent success in the NFL. You could always tell even like this is where my man crush on him started was when if anybody doesn't know the story, the, the Bombers were going through a real bad year and he came on and they were having kicking problems and he came on and he was just awesome. And he had a big leg and he had a fun name to say. So that's kind of where the bromance started. So. To see him in the NFL is awesome as a – would this make me a lifelong Sergio fan? Like, I don't know where he played his college ball, and I didn't watch him play his college ball, but since the day he's arrived in the pro ranks, I have been all in on the Sergio bandwagon. So, like, I I, I feel this weird sense of pride. Mm-hmm. Like, like this, this, is, this is my guy, and he, he's doing well on NFL Sundays, and more proof that – I, I think you could take any kicker out of the CFL right now and put them on an NFL field and they they do just fine. They'd excel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, I, which like, is, like I think guys like Brett Lowther and Lewis Ward should be down there right now. It's remarkable they aren't. When you look yeah. at like guys like Steven Goskowski, who was great and is now just like pooping his pants here with the Tennessee Titans or, you know, anytime there's a hamstring injury in one of these guys, like, it, it floors me that the teams, you know, you always hear about the receivers and the quarterbacks and stuff looking to crack it in the, in the NFL, but to me, you could literally call up any CFL kicker and go, hey, do you want a job? And they're going to excel. I mean, Brett Maher was good for, like, a heartbeat, but there again is a guy that just made the transition real seamless. I would even argue when Brett Maher went down to the NFL – he wasn't even the best kicker in the CFL. Like, it's just... No, it, he wasn't. It, it's, it's remarkable to me that... And I know there's a lot of, like, living in Saskatchewan, um, 
it's almost annoying the level of people that are like, yeah, Brett Lowther, get him down here. It, like, I get it. It's a little insufferable. I mean, it's one thing when, like, Cody Fajardo says it. It's super rad. It's super awesome. Guy supporting his guy. That's cool. But, like, when you get, like, an NFL kicker misses a, a kick on Sunday, a missable kick, and you go on your Twitter feed, and there's at least four Regina media personalities going, <laughs> oh, where's Brett Lowther? Like, like, I want him to be there. He should be there, but yeah. He should be there. And just like Sean White should not be working at a, like, a, wherever the hell he's working. All I know is I saw him in Instagram. It's got, like, big, like, machine-looking things, and, like, they look like silos. I think it's an industrial site, but he shouldn't be working there. The guy should be kicking in the NFL, but it is a little insufferable when everybody's like, ah, oh, my God, that was blocked. Better bring in Brett Lowther because he could have made that from 74 yards while they breathe heavily while writing that tweet. Regardless, so you're curious, in case you're curious, uh, Sergio Castillo went to West Texas A&M. Okay. Um, they are Not the... even Texas A&M. West no, Texas. West Texas A&M. They are the Buffaloes. And nice. they play in the Lone Star Conference of NCAA Division II football. Oh, no... wow. I... <laughs> I know you're the college football guy. I'm on Wikipedia right now, to be perfectly clear. Uh, oh, I know. I figured. <laughs> like, before you wikipedia Sergio's college, have you ever heard of the Lone Star Conference? No, I, I don't know much about Div 2. <laughs> and, like, your college football knowledge is, is, is pretty good. It's pretty vast. Yeah, I've never heard of the Lone Star Conference either, but that's... I'm, I'm glad, and it's more proof that more guys like Sergio should be given a shot and would excel, and as I can tell you by the constant gifts of me just being like crying like a proud father, and of course the replies, and thank you to everybody who replies to my love of Sergio with the Sergio gif, you know the one I'm talking about, Yeah, it makes my heart smile. I mean, they, re they get sent to me too now every time I bring them up, just because as I said, I am like... You are, he is your son. He is my stepson. I have adopted Sergio Castillo. And, and the love of Sergio Castillo is just as strong. It's not, maybe not as paternal. It's not as natural, but it's there. I, the only thing, though, that like with his success in the CFL, I think you and I, when we started this podcast and this has been going, again, we've had one interview in the entire time we've done this podcast. Yes. Going on three years now. And Sergio's always been at the top of that list. The only thing that makes me sad is I feel like as his NFL success continues, the odds of getting him on are slimmer and slimmer. I mean, you, you never still, know. It's like, I feel like though, like I almost feel like we should give it a shot because we could go through like maybe the jets PR people and like, I'm sure I can ask dunk who his agent is. <laughs> Like, like now I feel like like we used to talk about that we were going to make this happen in person. I mm. feel like we need to make this happen over Skype and make this like, you know, our second well, yeah, interview. Who knows when we're good, anyone's going to be able to interview players in person again. Well, that's exactly it. I feel like this would be the time to do it, maybe. And we try to track down and we start the quest for Sergio. And we have him on the pod. We have him recorded over Skype. We talk about my longstanding love of him. We ask him about the transition, about bouncing around. Like, I just feel like... You know, all jokes aside, I feel like the guy would be a great interview. Going mm -hmm. from Div Two to this to the to Winnipeg to Hamilton, uh, down to the XFL to the NFL, like the way the guy's bounced around, like he's probably seen some ish, mm -hmm. and it'd be great to pick his brain, right? So, 
he's still there are to, again to this day there are three people on the approved interviews list Sergio mm-hmm. Eric Taylor of course because we've had DT on and Derek's a great guy mm-hmm. and Cody Fajardo because again Cody Fajardo I feel like would be a good interview you know I mean this is the guy that goes I'm on the, the, and you gotta do something for the click sometimes right so yeah, we gotta get our listener. Base back. We gotta get our listener base back at some point. So maybe, at some point or another, yeah. maybe we can track down Cody that time. When maybe. we hit like when my sister gives up on us, that's when we track down Cody. Yeah, that might that might be the time. <laughs> uh, someone who's really not doesn't seem to be too worried about the clicks right now is um, Commissioner Randy Ambrosi. Oh, for frick's sakes! Sorry, we got to go down the... You've reached the pinnacle of the roller coaster. Now it's time to bring John down a few notches. As, um, of course, we all know, coming up in a couple of weeks here, or whenever the hell it is, CFL Grey Cup Unite Week is coming up. They're basically going to try to do a virtual Grey Cup Week. Overall, not a bad idea. Something interesting to try to try to keep some kind of interest in the CFL as they've gone dormant for the last number of months as they don't want to seem to talk about anything important. Why don't you just lay everybody off and threaten to fire people when they leak stuff out? Because God, because God forbid, we find out what's going on with your league in the off season, so we can be excited about it. Meanwhile, the rest of us just sit here going, "Are we going to be a full time beer podcast in a year?" I mean, it's possible. That's possible. Do you think Dunk would still have us on the site? We may have to just—I don't know. We probably wouldn't have a website. Like our our podcast. Like I'm saying, I don't know why we can't speculate on the future of the website. Obviously, that was that came out a little wrong, but. I mean, he might. I don't know. You never know. I, th- I think Dunk would. We just make it like threebeernation.com. Something like that. There we go. Um, so, yeah. And there's going to be a bunch of events going on. And we're not here to wax poetic about how great this is. Um, that's not our thing. If you want if you want just the information, you can find that somewhere else. Um, what's interesting is they are doing the annual fan State of the League address, which has always kind of been a fun little event, but never really anything super Super interesting, super important comes out of it. Well, no, because usually everybody's hung the F over and doesn't want to ask any questions. Yeah, and a lot of the questions are more statements, and then for some reason they... Anyway. (laughs) It's questions by people who aren't professionals at asking questions. Yeah. Which is fine, which is fine, which is fine. It gives fans access to the commissioner, which is important. I get that. That's all great. Um, But this one is going to be particularly useless (laughs) because... This was a joke. Not even because, useless, Joel. This is a joke. The, first of all, it's on the Monday of this week, which is never anything. Like, Monday is not a part of Great Cup Week. Media doesn't no. even start to roll until about Tuesday, usually. Stuff kind right. of starts a little bit on Wednesday, and then for real, it's on Thursday. So all of a right. sudden, of this supposed virtual Great Cup Week, you want to do something on the Monday. And then they decided it's going to start at 3 Eastern to Saskatchewan <laughs> time. <laughs> And they've asked for questions to be submitted, which also leads me to believe that the commissioner is probably not even going to be live. So, no, <laughs> no. If you were expecting anything of consequence from this, don't. This, this is so CFL, and I know that's a that's stealing from the old. This is so TFC. Back when TFC was an absolute gong show, I remember you know being a long time Tim Tim and Sid listener. They'd always say that's so TFC. The sad part is the CFL through this COVID canceled season. All you can keep saying is that's so CFL. 
I don't know if you could epitomize the awfulness of what the CFL has done since the canceled season better than having your fan state of the league at three East on a Monday. Like you couldn't pick a worse time than three East. There's not a time zone in this country that is not reasonably expected to be at work than at three East on a Monday, even. Even in Newfoundland, it's 4.30. Like, I, like, I could see if you held this thing at 5 East and a bunch of people from out West were going, I'm still at work. Because I will admit, this is a cool event. This is a really cool event. I've been there hungover as F. But I've been there sweaty, wishing I had a cheeseburger. I don't so the, like, the only difference in that situation is, is that you're sweaty? No, I'm usually always sweaty. I was gonna, I'm not I, always hungover. No, but you always want a cheeseburger too, though. So That's also fair. Or wonton soup, depending if I'm curling or not. But I don't think anything could summarize the CFL's stupidity and possible arrogance more than having this fan-centric event at a literal time in the country that your league is played in, that not a single person is off work. That's what I don't get. Whoever planned this is a moron and should lose their job. And I don't say that lightly. Oh, wait, they blew everybody out, so the only people covering the CFL or giving a fuck about the CFL is our website right now. The top 100 list that's going on in Three Down Nation, the article's going on in Three Down Nation, the league's going on in Three Down Nation, Dunk and Down are the only people that care about this league right now. The league themselves laid everybody off. They got stupid Twitter polls that were obviously scheduled months in advance, and now they go ahead and put their fans into the league at 3 o'clock east when nobody's going to give a shit. You talk about the survival of this league. We all thought, oh, yeah, they'll be back in 21. It's too big to fail. The only thing that's going to bail this league out from their own stupidity and their own disappearance and their own laying everybody off is the fact that there's a whole bunch of provinces with a whole bunch of skin in the game on a whole bunch of new stadiums. That is their only saving grace right now. And this epitomizes that. A commissioner answering pre-asked questions when all of us are at work. The common man is at work. And I'll tell you what. I got some freedom in my job. I'm not tuning in out of principle. This is stupid. This is short-sighted. I don't know what the league is doing. They either need to rehire some people to go back to find a way to make themselves relevant. Or, guess what? They're going to get the people's elbow when The Rock starts up the XFL in the spring and figures out, guess what? Multimedia works. This league so far behind everybody else, it's almost embarrassing. And this is proof of it. It's awful. It's stupid. Nobody's going to watch. It's going to be a complete failure. And it just shows how stupid everybody in the league is these days. So if you expect Commissioner Randy Ambrosio on this podcast, I probably just burnt that bridge real hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's been known to happen. 
don't need to get into specifics, but uh, if you're ever curious, ask Josh Smith about that. Um, or, or, or the time that on my old podcast that Jeffrey Orridge reached out to be on our podcast and then listened to one episode and quickly realized he wasn't coming on my old podcast. Yeah, well, I mean, what can you do? That's fair. There's a guy that's got the personality of a of a face written on two by four anyways but i mean that, that one didn't really work out so there wasn't really anything lost there <laughs> no no but i and, and as much and i will say as much hope as i had you had a guy in ambrosi came on well, I'm, not, I'm not even gonna lay this one at his feet there's someone else making this decision and this is not it's not something that needs to be a decision that he needs to make this isn't something that has really much to do with Randy and Bozy's job description. So this was put on his plate and they said, Hey, we're going to do this then. And he just said, okay. But, but on the same note though, Joel, that's, that's his full-time job, right? Is, is to, is to care about the league. And at some point there's like four people working at the head office these days. Like they've laid everybody off. The teams have laid everybody off. At some point he needs to go, you don't think this is a bad idea? I feel like, and the impression, and this goes back to him asking Parliament for money. I feel like he's surrounded by yes men that are just like, hey, Randy, go ask the government for some dough. And and that's a big ask. That's not something a guy can be prepared for. No matter how good his business acumen is or how good of a person he is, you can't be prepared for that. And he goes out front, has no info, has no numbers, has no PA backing, and gets clowned. Now he's coming out. And, and like, at some point you have to go, like, if you're as brilliant as they say you are and as you're expected to be as a commissioner of the league, you have to go, guys, this is a bad idea. Let's do this at 5 o'clock on a Thursday. Let's do this when we normally would when everybody's hungover on a Saturday morning. Like, uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Somebody else has made that decision, Gas. I don't disagree with you there. But I do think that at some point, Ambrosi has to go to the four and a half people that work in the league office this day and go, if he wants to show some leadership, now is the time to show that leadership and go, this is a bad idea. What the hell else is he doing? <laughs> like... I'm with you. If he was busy, I'd be like, yeah, no problem. Somebody will schedule this. No, I mean, I'm sure. Good. I mean, that's not entirely fair. I'm sure he's busy with stuff. They, I'm sure, I am sure that they are working on something behind the scenes to get everything going. At least I hope they are. So I don't the, think they, they got, are. I don't think that's fair. I, I, okay. I'm, I'm, you know me. I'm, I'm always pessimistic and I'm angry. No, no. But I hope, I hope you're right. I genuinely hope you're right. The logical part of my brain says you're right. The part of me that's had four beers in the past hour says you're wrong <laughs> well we're just gonna go ahead and call us now um the decision has been made and we're gonna end this podcast the way we started it just wear your mask okay <laughs>